a great question to ask clients oftentimes is, you know, where'd you get your last mortgage? And how was that? And most of the time they'll come out surface level at first, like, oh, it's, it's fine, right? A lot of times they might not even know any better. You know, how far out in front of your closing date were you 100% certain that everything was going to fund and they told you that all of your documents were complete? Ooh, I remember it coming down to the last minute. I had a, a few things that I was getting and they kept telling me that the bank statement that I was providing was no good and my insurance binder was no good at the lawyer's office and that I needed to add a few things before they could commit to funding and all that goodness. And see, how did that make you feel? Come to think about it. Now it's coming back to me. You know, it was four or five years ago now, but like that was bad. Great. Well, right. what if I could show you a way with our process where you could actually track your mortgage from the moment you and I get off the phone and I send you this initial application package all the way to closing and then not leave you to the point where you're stressing out later on in the process. So instead you're arranging movers later on, getting your keys arranged and doing all the things that you need to do rather than worrying mm -hmm. about whether or not this mortgage is going to close. And am I going to end up in a hotel while I try to sort this thing out? So right. just speaking to that alone and just drawing that emotion out of clients and getting them to make an emotional based decision and then justify it with logic after the fact is how you will build the relationship. And that's how you're going to win over the client long-term. It's above price. It's not beyond price, but it's above price. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. In this second episode, I talked to Vikram Mardita from Rocket Mortgage about some of the surprising things about their business model, which you may or may not be aware of, sort of how their brokerage is set up and what their priorities are and even how they sell. I think you'll find this is a very insightful conversation. Before we jump into that, I'll give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection, submission platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers. It's very easy to use. It's got some cool features like smart submission notes. So as you're starting to submit a file, it pulls key data from the app. It's connected to the lender spotlight, which is the best tool for searching rates and guidelines. I can tell you that some of the brokers that have joined our brokerage recently and they can use any program they want, but they said, hey, I'll give this Finmo thing a try. And a lot of them, not all, but a lot of them are like, wow, this is super easy. I love it. Check it out at lendesk.com slash Finmo. So what are some of the strategies that you guys have had for winning over clients who are rate shopping? Because obviously people even shop you guys, right? Like I would assume that you're not just, you know, what have you guys found to be helpful? For us, we really try to deploy a service model over a rate model. We certainly need to be competitive because clients are going to hold your feet to the fire. They expect to get a great deal. And as a broker, I think we have an obligation to deliver a great deal for clients. And, you know, we could debate exactly what a great deal is or, you know, what level of buy down based on what specific loan amount type and things like that. But we really try to be competitive in the space, but we really try to differentiate on service and really having a handheld model to our clients to make them feel like they're getting the best deal, but they're also getting the right solution for their needs. So there's all these product solutions that exist out in the world today. You know, you got your frills, your no frills, and all these other ways of trying to, you know, get down to the best rate. But for us, we're trying to figure out what's the best solution for our clients. And oftentimes what people are asking for or what they come in thinking that they want is actually not even the best thing. So maybe they went online, maybe they talked to somebody else who just didn't ask the right questions and they're putting them in a, you know, a product that doesn't even make financial sense for them. And what we really pride ourselves on is asking all the right questions. And this is all, you know, we talk about scripting and plays and things like that, that are built out. Everything that we do is really a sales process to make sure that 
we are extracting all of the right information to the client so we can come back and typically make not more than one to two recommendations on the best product and the best rate. So it's, you know, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Client, based on everything that you've told me, this is assuming that they've shopped before, I know you're thinking that this product at this lender at this rate is the best solution for you, but I'm actually going to give you a series of reasons why I don't believe that's the right product for you or the best rate or the right lender. And then I'm going to tell you what I suggest instead. And if you can become a consultant to your client to help them fill this need, as opposed to someone who is selling them something, selling them a product, selling them your rate, then I just think you set yourself up for a much better A, relationship long-term, but B, you put yourself in a better position to win the client's business right then and there. I guarantee people listening to this, they probably are shocked to hear that that's how you guys sell when they would think that it's just, hey, our price is lower, you know? And sometimes, sure, the price is lower sometimes, but sometimes it's the same. Or sometimes it's, as you say, we're still a people business. And one of the things when I came to visit you guys, and you guys have significant investment in tech, and you guys have like a team of people that can do it, but it's not a tech business. This is a people business at the end of the day. There's still going to be somebody they need to talk to. And so the better your agents are, your salespeople or the advisors, the better that they can serve clients. So that's something that I was like, when I first kind of got to know you guys, I was like, huh, that's interesting. It's not what I expected, right? I thought it was just, you know, more like a McDonald's where it's like, hey, do you want fries with that? And it's just like take orders. and But it's not taking orders because the consumer is too sophisticated. The market's too complex. And that's not the best way to serve them. It's like, wait a second, do you really need the fries? Maybe we should look at your, you know, yeah. and, and help them come up with a, based on what their goals and plans are, you know, help them make the best possible decision. So. Yeah. I mean, thinking about it, you know, even beyond product and rate really just comes down to what the client actually is looking for in terms of the relationship. Right. So a great question to ask clients oftentimes is, you know, where'd you get your last mortgage? And let's say, you know, X place. And you're like, and how was that? And most of the time they'll come out surface level at first, like, oh, it's, it's fine. Right. A lot of times they might not even know any better. But then when you really start digging into it and say, well, who are you dealing with up front? Well, I was dealing with this person at X branch and blah, blah, blah. And then how was it when you got to the closing table? Because, you know, it looks like, you know, you moved from this city to this city at that time. And, you know, how far out in front of your closing date were you 100% certain that everything was going to fund? And they told you that all of your documents were complete. Ooh, I remember it coming down to the last minute. I had a, a few things that I was getting and they kept telling me that the bank statement that I was providing was no good. And my insurance binder was no good at the lawyer's office and that I needed to add a few things before they could commit to funding and all that goodness. And see, how did that make you feel? Come to think about it. Now it's coming back to me. You know, it was four or five years ago now, but like that was bad. Great. Well, right. what if I could show you a way with our process where you could actually track your mortgage from the moment you and I get off the phone and I send you this initial application package all the way to closing. And within that, you know, let's say you're closing on August 30th. What if within that, I'm showing you that in order for me to close on time, I need your documents by August 12th to be 100% complete so you could sit back on your hands, relax, and wait for that closing day. What if I could show you not only what document was needed, but then give you samples of what that document should look like so that we can meet the underwriter's requirements and then not leave you to the point where you're stressing out later on in the process. So instead, you're arranging movers later on, getting your keys arranged and 
you're setting up all your utilities and you're doing all the things that you need to do rather than worrying mm-hmm. about whether or not this mortgage is going to close. And am I going to end up in a hotel while I try to sort this thing out? So right. just speaking to that alone and just drawing that emotion out of clients and getting them to make an emotional based decision and then justify it with logic after the fact is how you will build the relationship. And that's how you're going to win over the client long-term. It's above price. It's not beyond price, but it's above price. Yeah. It's interesting that you talk about the emotion part. And I mean, what you're doing there is you're asking questions to create some doubt. You know, Jim Lucas is very good at his job because when you finish talking to him, he's created so much doubt in your mind. They're like, dang, I don't know. You better just help me because his ability to induce doubt is so good. And he's so certain of his language, right? Like you could take his script and read it, but the other person may not believe it because Jim believes it to the core of him. His certainty level is so high that the other person goes, oh, dang. Okay, well, what, what should I do, Jim? Oh, you now that I have your attention, you know, that now let's, here's the plan that we should have put in place to help you. And so that whole dialogue was the exact same thing. Remind them, oh yeah, that did kind of suck, right? We, I mean, people forget. Like I've had clients where I swear to God, it was like falling downstairs, like doing the mortgage, getting up, going to the top of the stairs, throwing yourself down the stairs again. And I'm like, this person is never going to use me. They're never going to use me again. <laughs> Two years later, they phone me up. Hey, Scott, I'm doing another mortgage. I'm like, like, like why yeah. are you phoning me is what I'm thinking in my head because I remember how bad it was. I mean, I get PTSD from it, but yet people will forget, you know? So in a lot of times people will just move on and then they call you up two years later and like, Hey man, I'm like, they act like, you know, for us, cause this is our profession. We remember those things, but they don't always remember. So is there anything else that I should ask you about or like anything cool that you guys are working on or thinking about, you know, other than world domination, just kidding. (laughs) I'm thinking about world domination too, but just in my own little circle. So like together, you know, we could see. So yeah, what are your thoughts or what are you guys working on? That's cool. We're working on a lot internally right now around productivity per person. And that is a really exciting part of of what we get to do is we get to basically look at every single person on our team and try to figure out ways in which we can make them and their business better. And I think that when you start to look at things in terms of like ROI, like return on investment, but relate that to time, which I know is something that you talk about with your folks. Like, hey, you want to go out and just like use this freed up time because you create all these efficiencies in your business to go out and make a million dollars as a mortgage broker, go do it. But if you're the other way and you say, I actually want to use that freed up time, I'm kind of okay making $75,000 a year, you know, having a decent lifestyle for myself, and my family. That's what we require to live the way that we want to live. I want to golf four days a week. Like that's okay too. We think about productivity in a similar capacity in that we want to try to create a environment where we can get the absolute most out of every single person. And those people can get the absolute most out of what they do every single day in a very reasonable amount of time. So we're dissecting every process right now. We are taking nothing at face value. We're questioning everything. And we're really trying to get fresh eyes. So, you know, if someone's used to working in fulfillment, having them actually peer on over to what our agents are doing every day, right? Because it's very easy if you're working on fulfillment. Ah, the agent didn't do this, or they didn't do that. And they, you know, they didn't give me all the prep work that I need to be able to do my job well. Why don't you go shadow that individual? Why don't you go see what they do every single day? And oftentimes when we do that, when we create some of that Mm cross-threading, that person will jump over to the other world and they go, oh, okay, A, this is really hard. B, I just saw you do something and I don't understand why you do it that way. And they're like, oh, well, like this is just the way it's always been done. And they're like, well, I think it would actually be better if you tried this. So we are trying to actually create that across our entire business right now, whether it's technology, marketing, 
sales, fulfillment, closing, all of that is really just a lot of cross-threading. We have a saying in the NISM here, the inches we need are everywhere around us. Something that actually came from uh, the movie Any Given Sunday. And, you know, really think about that. Like, what are the inches and how do these inches really add up thousands at a time to become feet? Probably better now that I'm saying it to be like centimeters or something like that, given the metrics. Yeah, what is an inch, up. man? I don't even know what that is in Canada. Like, yeah, so that's like, a, that's like an out loud. But it's funny, happening. in measurement, we tend to use feet. Like people don't say, at least in Canada, we don't say I'm this many centimeters tall. I don't even know how many centimeters tall I am. I'm five foot 10. But then in distance- I have to Google we, the conversion every single time I do it. Like I should know that by now, but I don't. Yeah, so like distance of it's like, I think of travel as in kilometers, but I think of measuring height of a human most of the time in feet. Like, so it's weird. We're a bit of both in Canada. Fahrenheit, like, Celsius, a, and all the above. But yeah. Celsius makes more sense to me. I think that, that you guys should adopt that. You know, if I could encourage you to make one change to America, actually, you probably, that's not the change I'd I'm, encourage I'm, you guys I'm to I'm here now, but I've got friends over there. I can let them know. As you said, well, I can. Hey, look, you know. Scott said you guys should switch to Celsius because it's the math is just simpler. And it's, you know, this Fahrenheit thing makes no sense. So, can people find you online or anything, you know, or they can't do that? Or how does that work? I hope they can. I try to stay active. I book these things into my calendar. So it's not accidental. I know I have you on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the above. I'm on there. You can just search me by first name, last name. I'll pop up. There luckily aren't, you know, another you know, 100 million Bikemerditas in the world. So I think I'm quite easy to find on all my social channels. I try to stay active. I try to provide value. I will talk about things often like sales, like culture, like team building. I'll you know, try to keep it personal and tell some of my own life story and some of the lessons that I've learned along this journey. Cause I think that's what this thing is all about. We're just learning from each other. And as long as we continue doing that, having fun, really, it makes for a fun ride. And I don't know about you, but I'm still in love with the mortgage business, always have been. And I'm inspired to wake up and just contribute every single day. So feel free to reach out to me for anyone out there and pick my brain, if you will, those infamous words, and I'll try to help you out as much as I can. There is a few other Beckham Merditas. I just did a quick search. There's wow. tons, but there's a couple. There is another Scott Peckford. And this guy is like, he's in like Eastern Canada and he's like a town counselor or something. I don't know. Played hockey in the WHL. Obviously, you guys are more athletic than me. But sounds like your retirement life. Yeah, I like what I do too. I love the mortgage space. I love, but yeah, there's just so many. It's just endlessly fascinating and there's always something to improve. So that's the part that gets me up in the morning. It's like, what can we improve? You know, what needs to be done? But brothers, good chat with you, man. And uh, thanks for coming to share with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Scott. See you. All right. Thanks again for listening to this episode. If you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to the first conversation I had with Pekem, where we talk about how they launched the lender and some of the insights that they have from that. Thanks again to Rocket for hosting me. I went and visited them a few weeks ago, or maybe a month ago in Windsor. And it was awesome to see their whole operation and meet some of their people. And even though their business model is literally the complete opposite of mine, I am always find it valuable to talk to people that do things differently because there's stuff that you can learn to apply to your business. And hopefully you have some ideas from this. And again, as always, remember competition happens at the bottom, collaboration happens at the top. So if you're at the top or want to be at the top, you have to collaborate more. So hopefully this week you get out there, collaborate with some smart people, get smarter and grow your business. Talk to you soon. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.